Good evening, everybody. Um, I trust we all had a wonderful weekend and a wonderful holiday today. Um, welcome to Just 90 Minutes. My name is General Faye, and I'll be your host for tonight, alongside Cindy and Leslie. Um, and of course, Shino as well. Um, David and Tifa are currently unavailable, but I'm sure they'll be joining us soon. Let's, and our topic for today is let's talk work, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the unspoken. <clears throat> I personally have stories for this, but let's see over to you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Again, it's your co-host, your favorite co-host, I imagine, <laughs> for this space. Well, as General Fay has already said, we're talking about um, work today. So basically, you know how the drill is. Um, everybody that comes up to speak has two or three minutes. And uh, once you hear the bell ring, you have one minute more. Uh, today will be a bit liberal for some people, you know, to have to pour out their time and their talks and all that. But be it as it may, you are having two minutes, three minutes. Let's talk about everything we, we experience at work, how... The downside, the positive side, the norm side, the things that make you feel crazy and the things that make you feel happy at work. And um, like um, David always say, it's not about us. It's about you. It's about your experiences. So definitely, we're here to hear you. We're here to listen to you. And when necessary, we're going to have a conversation about your statement or whatever you have to say. So I don't know if Cindy have anything to say and we can move on from here. Cindy? Okay, that's fine. Uh, in the absence of anything to say from Cindy, um, Faye, do you mind talking about, you know, just talk about the topic a little and let's know where we're headed from there. Okay, so um, I feel like a lot of times people go through different things that are work-related and... Um, you know, it would be nice for you to come and share your experience. Um, it could be lessons you have learned um, on the job. It could be experiences you've had, you know, that, um, yeah, that were equally lessons for you or um, unspoken things or, um, yeah, unspoken things about your industry or about where you're currently working at. Just anything, basically. For me... I think I have a lot to share, but um, I would, I think maybe I should first talk about the, um, I'm currently a support worker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, we missed you for a minute there, go on. Oh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can, I can hear you. If you can hear Faye, please, could you just give us an emoji or something? Can everybody uh, hear me? If you can hear Faye and you on the listener session, please okay. could you give us okay, okay, that's good. All right. So I feel like with support work here, yeah, most people always talk about like the nasty aspects of it. But um I think I was speaking to my mom about my work today, and I realized that I have um 
gain some skills along the line. And I think that's a good part of it because prior to me, you know, doing this whole support thing, I don't think my level of patience was that great. But um, yeah, I've been able to work on my patience <laughs> a whole lot. Why are you laughing, Lissy? I've been able to work on my patience a whole lot. Trust me. Um, I think it has also humbled me. <laughs> It has humbled me in a way because, I mean, <laughs> we all know what <laughs> what support entails. And coming from Nigeria, you know, having my own business, my own brand, being a boss of my own, and then coming to this country and doing support, it really humbled me. And I really had to, you know, be patient <laughs> because it's it's it, it will test your patience a whole lot. You know, there are times when I'll have someone spit in my face or, you know, punch me in the chest or I'll have someone, you know, call me certain names. Names like cow or names like monkey. I mean, I understand that these people have learning disabilities, so I don't... Okay, maybe the first two weeks of working, I used to cry a lot because I didn't understand... So the first time I got spat at, I called my mom. I went out, I called my mom. I was crying. I was like, I can't do this job. I can't do this anymore. This is not something. You know, I was about asking you the exact question. How was your first few weeks when you started the <laughs> job? Because I think some of the problems people face is um, when they just start the job newly, you know, they, they really get demoralized. Any little thing like this, you realize that some of us, as much as we claim to have strong mental capacity <laughs> in the face of adversary we realize that we're just pretenders we don't really know what it means to have strong mental capacity mm-hmm. so yeah go on, Faye, go yeah, on. So <laughs> when it first happened i i would always cry i'll come home and be like i can't do this job this is not for me i don't know like why why did i even did, did i even make a mistake coming to this country you know like am i supposed to be doing something like this someone that's supposed to be a lawyer i cannot do this and then you know i mean my parents are quite understanding so for my mom she didn't really want me to do support but my sister was the one that said "Omo, if you want to survive in this uk as a student that's what like that's like the easiest job you can get you know because of the restrictions and everything so I don't know. I just had to brace myself and I'm like, okay, Faye, you can do this. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. And I don't know, it's been four months now. And then oh, I look back, my mom was telling me that <laughs> that come, well, you don't cry anymore like you used to. Like when you come come back from work on your way from work, I'll call and start crying. I, I will cry, 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 and just be like, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. But <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever felt at any point during the times of your shift or something like you just want to leave the place and go home? Uh, yeah, I think the one time that happened was when my manager called to work, and so let's just say I've been facing a little bit of racism from my colleagues, some of my colleagues, yeah, and. My manager called me in and, you know, she said, oh, a couple of people have come to, in quotes, report to me. And the one issue that they talked about was, so this was, I think, in February. 
me that I'm JJC. I'm not used to the weather, number one. Two, I'm asthmatic, so cold is just not for me at all. So I never used to take off my jacket when I first started working because the cold was too much for me. I could not handle it. So I was always wearing my jacket in the house because it supported living, yeah? And then I was reported for wearing my jacket in the house. Of course, my manager did not have any issue with that because she felt like it's none of your business. You know, whatever she has to wear has nothing to do with you. It doesn't affect her job. But the fact that I was reported for that, it was just... It just felt like, okay, I'm picked on at this point, you know, because guys feel like they were just trying to pick on me for no just reason. And I actually started crying in front of my man, <laughs> in front of my manager, because I was like, I don't know what I've done. Like, what am I doing wrong? Or why don't they, you know, like me? So I think that was the point when I just felt like, okay, I think I need to quit. Probably this space is not for me or this job is not for me. I can't do this anymore. Okay. Uh, Faye, I will come back, I will come back to you. I'll come back to you later. Um, if you're just joining us again, this is just 90 minutes. And the topic today, it's on the Jumbotron. And it's let's talk about work. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the unspoken. So I'm expecting you guys to request for the microphone. We want to hear your experiences. We want to know those things that made you happy on your work hours. We want to know those things that made you sad, those things that made you remember Nigeria, you know. We want to know those things that made you cry. All those things, let's talk about it. We want to know those things that you must have done wrong or that you might have done wrong, that you think if given a different opportunity, you would do it differently. We want to know the situations where you faced over the time and how you handled them. So, yes, just 90 minutes. And... Uh, Cindy, I don't know if you just have a, a, a word or two to give us. No, I, I can't go right now. I want to hear people's stories because <clears throat> mine will probably have the kind of stories you guys have. I don't have the experience and I want to hear what it was like. So We want to hear your own positive experience. We can't only have, we can't only have bad experiences up here. You know? Let's have a mixture of it. We want to hear those of you whose manager took you out on a lunch, those of you whose manager gave you gift cards for only Oh, okay. We want to hear the positive, we want to hear the negative, everything. So, this is the space, just 90 minutes. Go on. Basically, um, when I moved to the UK, I I worked remotely from Nigeria already, so I didn't have to get a job here. So um, my first job in the UK is my current job now, and... I feel like it's the best job of my entire life. Let me start from there. My team is extremely diverse. And I mean, everyone is from somewhere different. And I love it so much. Like, it's not just about being Nigerian and black. Someone is from India, Indonesia. Like, it's just like a very diverse team. And it's across Europe and Africa as well. So that makes me happy. Uh there's a, a sauna in my office, which is very interesting for a tech company. Uh, we get Friday drinks, like wine, snacks, blah, blah. There's always somewhere to go for lunch that is on, like, company budget. Like, oh, hey, guys. You're serious? Yeah. I, it's my best job ever in my life. And I it's it came at the right time. My My team lead is very considerate like 
they don't they don't like i feel like it took a lot of time to learn how to be inclusive and how to use feedback properly but they don't make me feel any sort of microaggression or any sort of comments everyone is so like woke and aware everyone is young by the way like don't not young young but like you know what i mean like 40 30s 20s uh everyone is getting married as well so it's also very interesting everyone's having a baby like i don't know it just feels like i i made the right choice so i'm grateful for it every day i hope it never changes because you never know things move with the water so i don't know but i have a lot of good things to say like way more but let's hear other stories as well that's good uh again like we said we we are looking for the positive stories as well not just the negative uh if you have the positive stories come up we want to hear from you just as much as we're hearing from the negative side of things so yeah we have it for now on the speaker session if i'm please go on and after if i'm that will the next person will be lua shion if i you have the mic please oh hi everyone so um hi. i just had cindy talk about her office and i'm like oh actually that's almost something i can relate to my office it's weird because even before i joined the job it was literally my line manager i remember then um because i was in a student visa i hadn't switched to my post-study work visa and all and that's when i found that according to the uk government with your student visa you can take a full-time job and all that and it was weird and my language told uh, the compliance guidance that i don't care how you do it i need a formal on my team like that was the first time i actually saw, see, saw someone fighting someone that didn't literally know me fighting for me to be on their team and since I've been on, on that job, it's been one new experience or another. It's like, I'm constantly having my line manager say, I'm rooting for you. Who Who's asked you need to kick kick the person's ass if that was what to make you shine? Like, he's constantly putting me in front of my CEO. Oh, if Omar did this, if Omar got to this amazing deal, if Omar brought this to the table. And it's been fun. Actually, coming from Nigeria, where my, the event I was planning in Nigeria was solely weddings i didn't really do a lot of corporate events but now i'm doing a lot of corporate events and i'm also having like word shockers where you find out that um decorator what decorators do in nigeria from what decorators do here there's a whole lot of things that are involved and i'm like oh in nigeria when decorator comes they will do this they will go the end so this one will say no they are teaming company they don't do this they don't do that they only would it's just a whole lot of new experiences and i think the fun the funniest experience i've had was sometime last week i took no earlier um last year i think i took malta guinness to work and my colleague was like oh ifoma you brought stout to work you're drinking alcohol and i'm like no this is malt like the way you guys have your super malt she says no so i show her the bottle and she's still very skeptical about it. So since then, whenever I take malt to work, I turn it in the kitchen just so I don't have to deal with that conversation. But sometimes last week I was like, why do I have to hide when I'm not doing anything wrong? Just because I'm trying to fit in. So I took it back to my decks and I probably I knew that I had the conversation within themselves. And or as much as my office is very diverse and all, but it's also I'm we are um, why a lot of well, like about five or six black people, they are all blacks from Jamaica and different places. I'm like the only African black and all. So I knew they've been having the conversation. The talk has been going on and on and on. So I took them out. I was on my table and my language comes. You are drinking stouts in the office. 
And I checked the can and I showed her, I said, it's Malta Guinness. The way you, malt, Guinness makes malt for us, the same way you guys have super malt. And she says, oh, right. Oh, now I get it. But I just realized that if I didn't put, put up that, if I didn't have that conversation, I will constantly be hiding from them and feeling like I'm doing something wrong. Then another thing was when a colleague asked me, oh, how long have you been in the UK? And I'm like, oh, two years. Mind you, this person is also an immigrant from Asia. And he was like, oh, how long have you been in the UK? And I'm like, um, two years. I came for my master's. And I'm like, wow, you must be very smart. For in two years, you can speak this much English. I'm very, you're very smart. I'm like, wow. Wow. <laughs> so that's just it. It's just, like I said, it's, it's been fun. We've had like some bad, but I don't really have like a very bad experience of racism or anything per se. Let's talk about, uh, let me ask you a question if you don't mind. You know, before you got your corporate job and all that, I'm guessing, was there any time you ever did the shifts and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I had shifts. So how was your experience Shift as well? Job. You don't do more than 20 hours and stuff. How was the experience? It was 20 hours and hmm, I had, I I don't think, I can say the only job I didn't do in this UK is care because I deliberately stayed away from it. That's the only job. But every other job that there was to do, I did. And the last one I had before, I think that was after I graduated, I was doing that job. With, it was a cleaning in a playhouse. I was cleaning a theater playhouse and all and i'll see them practicing and I, my ba was theater arts that's what i had a be i'll see them practice. i'll be like what are these ones doing i know this thing and i remember going to approach the manager like oh i have a ba in this and the way the guy looked at me like what's this one saying who are you that you want to elevate yourself you this bloody and because that place was a bit racist and all that so i picked that and all so it was very weird sorry can i go on it was very weird that I worked there and I was seeing them do a lot of theater arts things, but I couldn't participate. And then there was a student with me to that top of the students working there. She got a job, maybe she graduated, and I was left there. And that was when, like, that was the worst months of my life. Like, they were just looking at me like, are you sure you actually did master's? What are you really doing here? And they kept, mm -hmm, these people now gave me shift all the way to this year. Like, they didn't plan that I was ever going to leave there. That's it, though. Okay. Um, if for me, that's a very nice experience. Um, you can still remain here if you don't mind. We we may still come back to you later. But for now, let's talk to Lua Shell. Lua Shell, tell us experiences and let's hear from you as well. Hi. Good evening. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna say the good for me was um leaving Nigeria and coming to the UK and not having to live with fear uh, because having to live in Nigeria with the fear of being mobbed, being killed, whatever, like just because you have money or something, you're just always living with fear. And uh, I think that was the good part for me. The bad part, uh, having to do support work and oh, to be honest, like it, it was just... It was a total downgrade, let me put it that way, because coming from, <laughs> I think it was coming from a lot of comfort in Nigeria and then having to come and have to do this. But um, I would I would also say, like, there was, there was a positive side for it because um, it also taught me, like, a lot of character building, like, um, to an extent, it helped me with um, learning a lot of patience, 
a lot of tolerance because to an extent, like I didn't have all of that at a hundred in Nigeria, but getting here and having to do all of that, it actually helped me to build all of that part. And for the ugly sure. part, Blue Rachel, please let me just point out something to you. The the question we're having to discuss today is not about immigration, it's about the work experience here since you arrived, you know, the work environment, how has it been for you? You know, the positive side of working down here, the, the positive, the negative, the unspoken, what is peculiar about your industry that you work in, that you enjoy, we're not talking about immigration, you understand me? Oh, okay, 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 fair enough. Okay, so um, for me, it has basically been uh, the support, yeah, I, I, I did a lot of support work while I was a student, but... Uh, I think that that was basically the part for me. But uh, well, I think it's 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 a lot more better now. And just like I said, it has actually helped me character building and all of that. At least I've stopped doing support work now, and it's much more better. So yeah. when you started the support work, like you said initially, you felt it was a downgrade. How how was your first few weeks? How did you? How were you able to cope with the job? <laughs> Uh, okay, so my first few weeks, it was it was terrible, but uh, I think it, it was just the fact that um, we actually are used to uh, <laughs> we actually are used to uh, having to cover up all of these things in Nigeria as a guy, and um, that was it for me. So I basically do not uh, do not know how to let out. Um, that I'm being old or anything, so I wasn't I wasn't communicating with my family and all of that. So it was basically me just bottling all of it, and yeah, that was it for me. Great, um, General Faye. Yeah, so I I I just remembered something. Yeah, from that question you asked, another issue that I had when I started support is that I was struggling with making their food <laughs> because. Me, as a proper Niger babe that likes Niger food, I'm used yeah. to moimoi and beans. I ah. like mala. I like keba. And then I'm coming here. They're asking me, I'm seeing something. Is it chicken tikka? Rewards. Or I'm seeing um, mash something. Mash, mash and something. So I'm, I'm just always, even till now, I'm always so clueless. Like, I always have to use either Google or YouTube or something to try and figure out what it is that they are talking about because I won't even first know what the contents of this meal is on the on the um timetable. So I'll first have to go and Google what it is. Yeah, okay. Then I'll now have to go like check YouTube for how to make it and all of that. So I really I'm I think I'm still even struggling with that. Yeah, I think I'm still struggling with that. You see, this thing you just mentioned now made me remember the first day I was on my shift as it is. And they told me to make porridge in the morning. And you know what we call porridge back home in Nigeria? It's actually cooked now. Porridge now, precisely. And I got to the kitchen and I was like, how am I expected to make porridge this early morning? And I looked so lost and so dumb, literally, in the kitchen. Everyone was looking at me. And I asked them, where exactly do you where do I get yam? <laughs> and I kid you not. I kid you not. They were all looking at me. They were all... <laughs> I don't think I don't think I have had any embarrassment more than that in the last one year. 
I was lost. How is how exactly do you want me to do porridgeam in the morning? And then they told me, no, it's not porridgeam, it's ready oh. break. And I'm like, what exactly are you talking about? What is ready break? <laughs> I think at the end of the day, we are still we are still learning. Me personally, I'm still learning. They told yeah. me recently, I think two months ago, that a resident wanted to eat, take soup. And I was wondering soup where. <laughs> I said, kitchen did not set soup, bro. And and they told me no, there's soup. There's soup in the container. I said which container? Soup, okay. <laughs> Literally, this is just two months ago. I said, which container? Are you kidding me? Container? I said, no, there's soup in the kitchen. There's a small container in the kitchen. There is soup there. And I went to the kitchen. I am not even kidding. I honestly looked for it. I did not see it. And <laughs> then one of the nurses on the late shift came in and Went straight to where the soup was. Meanwhile, I I have moved that particular container to look for soup. <laughs> well, we, we are still learning. We are still learning. And those are one of the some of the experiences that I'm expecting us to share here. If a man will come to you, but before we come to you, let's talk with Kel first. Kel, yeah, we have you on the speaker session. Yeah, I think uh one thing I've learned. Is that they love uh they love gossip over here. I think that's what I've learned, yeah. They love gossiping and there's not really there's no such thing as personal life over here. And so I feel like if like when you're in a team and you're that person who's let's say you, you kind of want to keep your personal life from your work life, they kind of see you as like let's say an outsider, you know, like maybe you're unfriendly, yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, the team I'm on right now, when I first started, there's like six of us. And, yeah, you know, uh, the Monday will come and everyone's talking about, yeah, you know, how they they linked up with this person. You know, this person's having relationship troubles. You know, someone will, you know, someone will tell you the whole finances issue. You'll know someone's overdraft. You'll, like, you'll know who this person dated you know who this person went out with, like you know, they're really open over here. You know, there's no, there's no secrets unturned. You know me, I'm not a private guy, but you know, usually I just like to, you know, you keep certain things. You know, I like to maintain, you know, professional. But it's like, you know, it seems like they get offended at times. You know, when you don't want to, you know, overshare your life. Yeah, that's one thing I've learned definitely is that, yeah, they, there's really no boundary over here. It's kind of like it's one big family. You know, everyone must know everything about you. But there's always, you know, there's always smart ways around it, you know. You can always talk a lot without saying too much. So that's just one thing I've I've learned definitely here because they do love gossip here. Gossiping is like, it's like a sport in the office. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Carol. Thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> gossiping is a very big issue in my workplace as well. They always want to talk. And I can categorically tell you that that's I've been working with them for over a year. And don't judge me, don't judge me, but I don't even know the names of up to three people. Don't judge me, I don't know <laughs> Because they always want to talk. They always want swear. to talk. What did you say? I said, are you serious? I'm not even kidding. And I've been working with them for well, like about a year and two months now. But do you know that this whole issue of this gossiping and everything, yeah? 
it's also another thing that I got reported for. According to them, I'm not friendly enough. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I said I, I got so fed up because it's like every week there's something they want to talk about. I mean, these people come and they're talking about their husbands, their partner, yeah. their, their that. Me, number one, I don't get partner. Number two, I don't get picky. So what exactly am I talking to you guys about? Is it about my education? Is it about my parents back home? Like, I just don't like to share that kind of thing with my like colleagues i just feel like my personal life should be outside of my work life so i don't want to share it's not by force exactly they must know everything about you you get me <laughs> so i think i think if you have practice sharing it won't be a bother to you at all and let me let me, let me put it this way right for people who are maybe more extroverted than introverted you're, you're very used to talking and not talking at the same time so i feel like it doesn't really stress me if they ask me how was my night or whatever. I could make a story on the on the spot. Like, I could always oh. not share what I don't want to share. So, I don't mind it to be fair. I live for the drama because they're always sharing with me, like, deep shit. And I'm like, hmm? <laughs> tell me more. Do you understand? Like, sometimes you don't even have to share. You can just engage. Maybe because, once again, all my life in Nigeria as well, I had very nice, amazing colleagues. And my colleagues are, are my my lifesavers now that I met at my job. So I've always shared what I wanted to share because I've had years of practicing. My, my, my mom will always say, say what you only want to say, not what they want to hear. And it's just, it's so easy. I swear, every day I go to work, I've had like 5 million days for lunch. I'm full. By dinner, I'm craving more. Like, since your husband wants to put it where? Come on, let me know. This is why I come to work for my job. What the fuck? What's a job? Give me the tea. So I don't know. I like it though. So I I, I would never walk anywhere. There's no nobody telling me that he had a seven sum in Japan. Mm-mm. <laughs> I would I would quit. So maybe maybe I'm just weird. But I, I just know how to not share. They don't know sort of about me, but I know about them and I love it. Mm. Scorpio <laughs> energy. Cindy, it'd be like um, I'll come and join this year company because honestly guys yeah. if i tell you what see, they, i love their tea because it's always good it's like it's filtered tea like see, you just send me the tea so i can apply please i got you say less say less so even pay me for okay okay let's move on let's move on we have some other speakers here now um mega please can you have the sense the stage now this um if i wanted to say something oh okay if i yeah. Yeah, I think I was just going to talk about this whole embarrassing moments and gossiping moments with um colleagues. I remember when I started working, when I go to work, I'm always on my wig and everything. So one day I had like a work meeting. I forgot to wear a wig with my low cuts. And guess what my lab manager said? He was like, "If I'm have we stressed you so much that you've got to cut your hair in such a short time?" And I was like, "No." I don't like just like because I just kept looking at me strange like, "Oh, what happened to you? What happened to your hair?" And I mean, I was wondering what's going on. What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Till he voiced it out, and I'm like, "Oh wow, sorry, black girl problem. <laughs> Deal with it." And it was very funny. And also on this sharing thing, like Cindy said, I think for them, they just like you to listen, and you can you only tell them as much as you want them to know. Me, I give them gist, but I, they only know what I need them to know. I don't yeah, I don't even see dick pic inside the workplace and it's fine because that's how much they share they are telling oh this guy is bo- this guy is not talking to me and this one say we come and see these guys d- see these people they share things we i feel like like i told my friend i feel like we don't share because we're scared of village people 
These people, they don't have village food. That's why they talk a lot. Uh -huh. We we know where we are coming from. Talk too much now. Before you know, your name will come out in the mirror. So it's just share as much as you want to share. And whatever you don't feel like sharing, keep it to yourself. But it also helps because in talking to them, you're also going to know internal politics when it's time for them to put your name up they will put your name up that's the truth but when you're on your when you keep to yourself nobody will remember you also just to add something very sure in the corporate world right the certain job level you get to that is, is now less about your job and more about you as a person if you work in tech as well your job is only like 20 percent of the reason why someone would partner with you or hire you or whatever your ability to talk and have conversations remaining eighty percent. Like it's not the same at all. See, in corporate life, in corporate life, right? If someone cannot have a beer with you, they will not do business with you. If they cannot drink with you, they won't be. If, if you don't have like family values, it's, it's so it's so it's so crazy that you think, oh, my job will speak for me. Like like your job will never speak for you in the corporate world. Your actions, your your personality will speak for you more than your job. But people that are hired and they don't get fired. Mm. Not sure. because they're the best in their team, but because when they want to have a conversation with you, you will listen to them. When when they go out for drinks, they part the person will be like, ah, this guy is so fun. I'll work with your company. I have seen deals that were that were done because they had the, they have the same whiskey, the same whiskey brand. Like they say, ah, you have that brand. I like that brand too. Signed contracts. Don't say it. So if you can't gist, you won't do well in corporate. I won't lie. So what you mean is boost first, skills next. What do you say? Boost first. Skills next. Yeah, sort of. It's like, yes, your skills matter, but if they can't relate to you on a human level, like when you're giving someone 18 billion pounds or 80 or 7 million revenue contract, you don't really care that they can do the work. You care that when you call them, they can be honest with you, like they can chat to you, they can give you the, the tea in the best way possible. So your, your communication skills matter very much. So... All these gisting things is stressful, right? But it also helps you practice how to speak, artic like articulate your points, keep your secrets, and say only key things. So, I I do recommend, but only. Cindy, the wolf is agreeing with you. He said he got a raise just because his money that love is as own too. Yes, it is that deep. Like it is that. See, I can't I can't explain how deep it is, but it is very deep. Like maybe in your junior level, your skills matter. Maybe even some parts of mid level, but it's senior level upward. If you can't chat, man, just just forget about it. Mega, please, you have the mic now. Mega. Okay, if Mega is not there, let's move on to Dams. Hey, hello, guys. Hello. Yeah, so, man, I just got about three minutes now because I'm waiting on my boss. So I'll just say mine was mixed with a um, with a little of betrayal, yeah. Moving to this country wasn't my wasn't my number one. It wasn't my number one option. I I didn't even think of UK as a as a place to even um to even start with in the first place, yeah. So I had this friend who was constantly giving me that vibe of bro, I know you're all good in Nigeria and all that, but see, just move. I'm all this guy, the oppression will play sleep and all that, yeah. Then Okay, I just decided, all right, one more. I'll go run this thing, I'll go run now. Then I came, I was I was staying with him then. Um this guy had about um this guy had about twenty-five connects for jobs. You feel me? Agencies that you don't you don't even need to have to do much, bro. You don't have to do anything, they will just pull you into sheets. 
because they believe they will train you for a while and after that it just it just give you and say yeah go on uh, we'll just shadow you and see and see what you can do so he told me guy do training do all of that and i did everything i was spending naira at that time yeah i think my own problem was that i was telling this guy to much things because i was telling him yeah because i have people here that was one reason why i didn't want to come in the first place because it's i know more i know how hard it is here so i was telling this nigga about oh more my cousin just called me this guy wants to boss me like two thousand pounds for my fee to hard up to whatever i have Thanks. and all that I'm yeah sorry. i just want to bring you back to the topic are you sure you understand the topic we're having today we're talking about yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i think uh, yeah exactly you you're saying um just share your experience here good and bad mine is mine is bad as i'm just trying to say bit of betrayal okay yeah so okay yeah yeah i'll just round up now so um what did i even stop uh so okay so i was saying that this that i was telling this guy about um about me getting help from people to to fund my fees and all that then at a point where i needed this guy the most yeah then i asked him for and i asked him for all the jobs he was talking about that bro i'm running down how do you want to help me this that is this i've done all the training you want me to do and all that i'm literally spending naira yeah so what's it gonna be then he was like guy you have people here now you can just boss them for you can just boss them for help you go you got people you can call you got everything that, that that actually got me very very mad because I'm all, hey, this country is hard yeah so coming here and and thinking I have someone who has my back here yeah? it was it was it was so, so so hard yeah sorry I'll just round up it was so hard to just to just hear him just down me that way then I got a job and the funny thing was um this guy was telling me that hey this this is the job I've been looking for all my life can you please i know you don't need this job because you're staying here and you have to you'd leave here soon so you basically don't need this job because it's very very far from your school how about you just give me this job and and you find something else bro that 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 was that was sick for me it was it was mad coming out for my own friend so that's what i'm just saying that don't don't trust anybody here i thank god that i'm getting my peace right here i thank god everything is like working right for me but one thing i'd say i want to tell people is do not rely so much on people yeah not even your friends i mean nobody just have the have the game for yourself and i have a you sort it pray god help you thank you very much Lance. thank you very much uh mega do we still have you here are you back Let's move Mega. on. To... Okay, well, let's move on. Then. Let's move on to celebrity nurse, please. Hi. So, um, for me, I think um, I've had a taste of the good, the bad, and the unspoken, basically. But for me, I think one of the major challenges I had while I was at work was the fact that I'm a nurse here and I work in a care home. I do not work with <clears throat> NHS or hospital or anything, but. The fact that everyone expects you to know everything. Like I got into the job and there was this um, first problem that I had at work that 
them the carers or sold to say these other support workers and all that who are white british and all that just think they just look at you like who is this foreigner coming to add the unit you know you're just coming in first of all you're black second of all you're going to be adding the unit that was the first problem i had because people could not talk to me like i would be i would be sitting in the office and someone will come and tell the person that is subordinate to me and, and like telling them things that are supposed to be, <laughs> that they're supposed to tell me, asking the person questions that they're supposed to ask me. Then I had issues with moving on with resident relatives and they just look at you and they ask you, sorry, who is the head here? Who is the boss here? And I'm like, I, I'm still trying to introduce myself. I get you. Who is the boss here? Like, oh, <laughs> calm down. Okay. I am the boss here. What's going on? I mean your boss. I'm like, okay, do you want to go to the office? Like people, maybe because I'm still quite young, one, two, I'm black, three, um, I'm just coming in. Like everyone just expects you to know things. They just ask you questions and I'm like, add one plus one. And about this food and menu thing, you just go into a residence room and you ask, what would you like for breakfast, please? And the residents goes like, I want lasagna, broccoli. And I don't even know what this is. I can't even pronounce. <laughs> Can you slow down and come again? <laughs> Can you just do that for me? And another thing, another issue I had was like, I think I, I learned to like be quite patient as a leader because people are going to frustrate you. Like my subordinates at work, they are going to choke. They will do they will like frustrate push you to the wall like to the extreme and i'm like what's what's going on here i'm trying to give a medication to residents and someone will just come in and ask you can you please go and go, go and feed someone i'm like sorry people people telling you what to do they don't they do they do not reckon with you as the boss they just want to boss you around let me just put it that way i had that problem as well also at work, I think this issue of racism, I work with a, a, a range of residents that have dementia and other medical conditions. And to them, they do not understand. And I'm walking into someone's room and someone is telling me, you black buffon, can you get out of my room, please? <laughs> like I had a taste of racism from my colleagues. It was really frustrating that at a point I thought, okay, I think this is it. I'm just going to resign and I'm just done with this job. And I had issues with the fact that I wasn't so used to doing 12-hour shifts back to back and my work is so rigid. Like, it's not flexible. It just has to be 12-hour shifts back to back and you can do, like, three consecutive days. Like, can you please... In my country, we do morning shift, afternoon shift, and night shift. Morning shift is, like, eight hours. Afternoon shift is like six hours, then night shift. And when you do four days night, you have four days off. That's the kind of system I'm used to. And <laughs> it's completely different here. So I think I just had a taste of everything. And yeah, that's it for me. Oh, that's, thank you very much. That's wonderful. Celebrity mess. I think um, the I'm issue. Sorry, of... everything else, what's the um, shift? time like like if you do nights do you get equal offs or is on equal offs no i do i do not do nights i do only day shifts yeah i do only oh. day shifts 
And day is like the whole day, not like... No, it's like the whole day, like, like 7 in the morning to 7.15 in the evening. Ah. Wow. You're quite strong. And I feel like, like, that's, 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 ah. Wow. Okay. You know this thing, this thing, celebrity has just said, yeah? Do you know that even with this support work, it's the first time I'll do 15 hours. 15 hours in one day, sorry, one day. In one day, guys, 7am to 10pm. Mind you, I had to wake up early and then get ready for work because my work, my house is an hour to work. So that means I have to wake up early and then leave the house by 6 to get to work by 7. And then I'll close by 10 and get home by like 11. I'm doing 15 hours on Friday, safe. Speaking of hours that has been worked, I have literally had to restore share clouds before where I worked from 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. And I kid you not, it was a hosting job. We stood. We had just 45 minutes break. We stood for a wedding. I mean, a wedding is supposed to be a happy place, and I'm supposed to be making money. But I was in my stomach, I was just cursing everywhere about being wedding. Like, I was cursing them. Well, how do you even stand for that long physically? You know the funny part? And I even forgot my inhaler at home. I forgot my hair at home. Have you ever prayed for asthma attack before? I was praying for... <laughs> I was praying to God that I should collapse. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Stop laughing, please. You're making me laugh. <laughs> because it's true now. I saw I was praying to God that I should collapse. There's this other guy that was that came with me as an agency staff too, from my agency. The guy is diabetic. And he... <laughs> He's supposed to have this is an insulin, but around that kind of six p.m. Now the guy after talking, the guy is Asia. The guy says, "Hmm, I cannot do it again. No, I don't need the money again. No." I said, "Okay, no, well, and I, I, the guy was telling me, see, I should know what I hear. He's not going to work till eight o'clock. That nothing will make him work till eight o'clock. Since nine a.m. to eight, for what now? Before I know what was happening, so this guy has collapsed. I said, "What happened?" He said, "He did not carry his insulin." Meanwhile, this guy showed me insulin earlier in the day. And now they're saying they're not carrying insulin. They now called. They now called the ambulance. When they called the ambulance, they told the guy to follow ambulance and go to the hospital. The guy said he's not going again. That he's well now. So at the end of the whole day, I know the funny part was even with that situation of the ambulance. Eh, the the bride came out and saw the ambulance outside, and she was pissed. She was madly annoyed with us. Like. Why is the ambulance here? You should take the ambulance somewhere that the guests will not see. Like, how I'm dare like, you almost collapse? I'm like, are you a human being? And I, I, no. I, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even joking. She's a bride. Shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. Like, are you even human? Somebody collapsed. He said somebody, even if it's a lie, there is ambulance there. You don't even know that it's a lie, but at least you saw ambulance and they're fixing somebody. And you, what your own pain is that the ambulance came to disfigure the location of the venue or something. Fucking up the vibe, the function. See, I can I relate, so... please. Do you know, do you it's, know the work that goes into I mean. events planning and decorating and everything? I want ambulance. Please, take your ambulance to the back. Do you know the funny part? Please. This event, if somebody, if somebody walks into that event and say, walk out, eh, it will take you at least one hour something minutes to walk out. And from where the event was held to the major road where you will see human beings, eh, if far gone, if Who's far away, it's not something that you can track. In the middle of the night at that point of time. So the, when I see things like that, I realize that people have no sympathy because they feel that is your job. You are being paid. You know, like in Nigeria, where 
people are sympathetic to you, they will tell you, eh, no, don't do this. It's somebody that will do the job now, handle it properly. Yeah, they don't really care. They don't care. You are being paid. So do your job. Do your job. Well, that being said, uh, we have our next speaker on the speaker session. Diola, please go on. Hello, everyone. Um, Just wanted to reiterate what Cindy said about actually speaking up. And even if you are not the type that likes to share, for instance, when I joined um, Monday meetings, when they say, oh, how was your weekend? Everybody will talk. I'll just be quiet. And then after a while, they were like, you, I see you when you talk to somebody that is your friend. You always talk, but in meetings, you don't say anything when we ask you how you're they went and then I started following them to the pub and that was when I actually got to meet like senior people that then knew me and it was from there that I asked they getting like recommendations or whatnot so it's when you actually join them for those um pub it might not be sometimes they'll say oh let's go for one drink and they will have seven I've gone before I've had four with them but again our alcohol threshold is different so once I know that once day they take like three they start to miss yarn me, I would comport and listen to all the gist. Sometimes, if I will give them fake story, if I do make up to work on a day and I don't do make up on another day, they say, "Oh, you have a date today?" I say, "Oh, yes, I have a date. I met an Indian." I will give them fake gist, but it makes them think that I'm social. It makes them think that oh, I can represent them in a meeting with the clients because I'm bubbly. And I also just wanted to mention that I even had a friend that was doing support work, and just because she started speaking up she so- told them that oh she has a master's degree and the woman was like how do you have a master's degree and you're doing support would you like to be the admin head and that was how she got her promotion so basically just speak up it would come across sometimes as uh maybe i don't know sometimes you might not get the nice reception that you think you should get but one of those days it would click and you know everybody i just hope everybody continues to have good experiences thank you wow like make myself go tell my manager and say i get masters because wow i mean you should say to your manager in every company that you go to like it's no matter what level you join a company always speak on about your qualifications itself so even if you applied for a job as an entry-level staff and you got the entry-level role but you've worked 10 years in nigeria Please make sure you say it to someone that you've worked 10 years in Nigeria. Make sure you always took that horn that you've worked with bigger companies. Make sure you always speak on yourself. Like, the, I feel like the world has changed with how people got recognized before. But now you have to be your own hype man. You have to always remind people who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Every time you see someone more senior than you, your own colleague, the next colleague, the team before, always mention that you know this thing. Like, if the, if maybe you're at work, right, and maybe in Nigeria you did accounting, and there's this banking thing, you guys worked in Access Bank, and you see your team here is trying to <clears throat> do something similar, but they hired you as cybersecurity entry-level staff, but you know that thing, please mention that you know it, because it stays in people's heads. They remember, and somebody is asking themselves, what does that person do again? Why is he a level... Level three, why is he entry level if he's done 10 years in Nigeria? Hey, Matthew, you said you worked in Diamond Bank for 14 years, right? Yes, why are you entry level? Blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, you are doing interviews to join a team that is already there because once they've hired you, it's, it's very easy for them to promote you. It's the easiest thing to even possibly do. But if you don't speak on yourself, nobody will know you. Toot your own horn every day, every second. I agree with you, um, Cindy. 
I think it will even be easier for them to promote you to that level. It's but... easier because they've already vetted you. They know your character. So they know yeah. that you're a good person. So now it's can you do the work for the next team? And even if you can't, you know, you know that, that, that you're willing to learn because you've been showing that attribute already in your current team. So yeah. it doesn't take them time. If you see a role that you like, even though you were hired as the cleaner and they're advertising a role for this thing, please have audacity like a white man. White men would have like one qualification and apply for the job. Have that audacity. Walk up there and say, I may not know Excel, but I know PowerPoint. What you saying? So please. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, Ike. Okay, before Ike, before Ike, I think Deola has something else to say. I'm so sorry. One last thing that has worked for me is keep a brag sheet, no matter where you work. So even if you are working in um support or like wherever you work, corporate office, whatever, keep a brag sheet. So I have a sheet where I write if it's a big thing or a small thing, I write that, okay, this is what I did. This is the email that they sent to me. This person said, oh, great work, nice email. It might even be just nice email. Or they told me, oh, that's a very nice presentation. Because at the end of the day, these people remember when you do something that is not so great. But they always forget when you do something great. So you will do yourself a good service when you actually remember the good things you've done. So when it's time for appraisal or you're, you're going for your next um, you know, job or interview, you're able to bring out that brag sheet and say, this is what I've been able to achieve over the period that I've been here. And this is that time, this is that time. Like you remember and you will remind them because you've kept a track record of those achievements. The seemingly little things, just, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Thank you. I'm just going to add something to what she just said. I remember doing uh, my appraisal with my um, quarterly appraisal and all that. Something I've realized that also works from is the fact that whenever I'm talking, I say, oh, I have a master's in HR. So when I'm talking to my boss about something that I want for myself, I don't say, oh, I want this. I say, oh, I think it would be nice if we have this for the team. So it looks at me like a very team-oriented person. If someone wants everybody to strive and all that, but meanwhile, I lie, you I want it for myself, but just so it doesn't come up as being selfish all the time. So, and because I have conversations with the team, so to an extent, I can tell, oh, this is what they need, this is what they like, this is what. So that's just why I, I think she's very pleased. This practice, I'm going to start doing it. I have a lot. Yes. Thank you very much for that, Diana. I love the sound of that. It has a ring to brag sheet. Thank you very much. Uh, Ike. Hi, guys. Good evening, everyone. I talk after, not talk like Let's see. I think Dari was up first, actually. But... No, no, no. I, was, I was here before Dari. Beleo, okay, yeah. fine. Hi, hi, guys. Good evening, everyone. Uh, so, my own personal experience, it's it's a bit of the two, yeah. It's, bit, it's a bit mixed. So, in my, in my office, yeah, I'm literally the only black and only African. So, kind of feels, I don't know, kind of feel left out, yeah. So, when everyone is bonding, how's your weekend? You know, the mini gist, the mini gossips, and everything sounds so off to me. Yeah? Like, um, they're talking about new music, talking about different things, but I just can't relate, yeah. And when we now have um, some, let's say, mini picnics or lunch or whatever it is, and when you look at the menu, yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of what Flo posted, I think. A week, a week ago, and you're looking at sandwich, you're looking at this, and you're like, ah, this ain't my thing, yeah? 
So that makes it quite difficult for me. But on the good side, yeah, um, you know, most times looking at a black man coming from Africa, they have this um, mindset. Maybe we are coming from an underdeveloped place here. Yeah, and when you get to mango with me, you get to see my qualifications and all, and you're like, wow, so you, you, you're actually smart and stuff like that. And yeah, it's it's cool for me. So it's a bit mixed for me in the sense that I get, I, f- I feel left out sometimes, yeah. And sometimes it's just me, my earpiece, and my laptop at the office. Yeah, thank you. So, um, I have a question for you. Um, yeah? feel like you have, um, actually, in that road, you feel like it has been positive enough for you since you began. Have you been able to think about for yourself? Yeah. Yes, personally, yeah, of your, yeah, the role, the role helps me develop as a person, yeah, and also professionally, yeah. So the role is everything I want, yeah. But I could really do with more black people, please, because I'm the only black and African there. And put your company out now, IK. The That's company they don't life. sponsor, so it, it it turns it turns most people out, yeah. So. I'm trying to get them to start sponsoring and I'm in the process of doing that and if I'm God willing when I'm successful obviously I would I would put out lots of job adverts there. Just for the notice, what is your company into so people can start preparing? It's a project management company and we are into telecommunications, we are subcontractors for telecommunications. We help we help um lay fiber optic cables, chambers, lots of things but Mainly telecommunications. Um, Cindy and Faye, I don't know if you guys have anything to say to IK. Cindy, Faye. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I missed what he said. Anything to say to um, IK? Cindy. Well, if there is nothing to say, then we can just move on and come back to him later. And for now, let's move on to um, let's move on to Uncle Dari. Uncle they, they will forget your name. <laughs> All right, um, I'll be quick. So the good, okay, for my bad, right? My bad is from. Uh, I think people have not said it, that they don't value efficiency in this country. They, 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 they value when you take time to do your job. They don't value how fast you can do your job. It, it, like when I was working as a kitchen potter, for example, if they, were, they would rather you use 20 minutes to wash 10 pieces of plates than wash those 10 pieces of plates in like five minutes. Because if they come and they see you like, oh, you finished, instead of them to say, oh, well done for finishing fast, they will tell you, they will give you one flimsy job to go and do because why? They hate to see you idle. You have to work for your money. So that's one bad part I don't like about working in this country. They can't say, oh, well done, no. Ah, maybe rest or take this thing. And when Cindy was talking about shift, have you watched 11-hour kitchen potter shift, only 30 minutes break. You are standing there washing plates. So just thank, uh, thank your stars and your luck. You are not found in that kind of situation. And I think what the good thing about working, I work in care now, care support, is I've learned people's skills that I didn't have in Nigeria, to be honest. 
Um, and because of that, I've been able to learn how to relate with a lot of people. Like now, there's no kind of services that you will take me to and I cannot relate to the person. And now it's, it's helped me. I've become like an asset kind of because twice it has happened now where they send me to somewhere I've not worked before. And then when I tell them I'm not coming back, they have to call the office to say, we want this guy back. It's not like I'm the best carer or something. In fact, I, I don't think I'm a good carer because, yeah. Um, but because of the way I relate with these people, like there's, there's this guy I do support for recently. Um, I only went there to cover a shift and now I'm working there on that support permanently. Um, the guy is just to give him shower. He showers twice a week. I give him shower in the morning, um, at the beginning of the shift and the rest of the shift is just to check his blood sugar every 30 minutes. There's nothing special there. But the first day I worked with him, the wife was surprised that this guy didn't throw any tantrums in the shower. It was I showered for him smoothly. I brought him back to the living room. I made him a cup of tea, gave him biscuits. I checked his um, blood pressure. I, I even took him like for a walk in his garden because he can't go out, which is why I like the support shifts. I hate support shifts where I have to carry people outside to grab a walkie up and now cough a bit. But it was inside his compound in his garden. You know, these rich people, they have big gardens. So in his garden, came back in. The guy was, okay, yeah. The guy was quite calm. And because of that, the woman was like, no, she wants me. She doesn't want the other guys that have been working with the man. Damn. So I've learned people's skills. That's one of the good parts of working. Okay, in... thank you. But let me just ask you a question, please. No, not just a minute to answer. Do you see yourself in this um, profession for a long time? Couple with the fact that you, you no. so far, it seems like you've enjoyed it so far and you have gained valuable skills and experience. Uh, yes, you know, long term in this world. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you very much. That was just it. Thank you. Lexi, do you okay. see yourself long term? No, no, no. I'm not the, I'm not the subject of discussion. <laughs> let's, let's, and yes, something I forgot to mention. You see, this politics thing is also happens in care. I don't think it's only corporate, because of course if, it does. Yeah, if you don't join office policy, they will just be giving you useless shift. You can't be okay. doing hard work. See, they won't you... give you switch shift where you go and sit down and not do anything. Do you know the funny thing? Yeah. So when I started um, mingling with, so what I did was, it's like I'm I'm unfriendly. First of all, it's just that when I get into a new space, I like to just calm down, observe, you know monitor everybody and know who to be friends with and who to be you know careful around so when i identified the people that are like my g's and my workplace that is when my job started getting sweet because they don't put me on shift to the people that are really nasty towards me right because one of the people that i'm close with she's kind of close to the manager so they put me on shift with her not with anybody else and then they, they're just nicer to me now because I'm friends with, like, the OGs, kind of. Anyway. Well, that's 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 nice. I mean, that means in, in every work setting in the UK, there is always politics to be played. So you have to play your politics wisely and have to play it well. Uh, moving on, let's go to Uncle Paul. Paul, are you there with us? Yeah, yes. I'm not sure if you guys can hear me very well. We can hear you loud and clear. And oh, just, okay. sorry, for, for, give me a minute. For people that are just joining us, the topic again today is let's talk about work, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the unspoken. Everything about the positives and the negatives of how far you've worked, anyhow, anywhere. Just come give it to us. Thank you. Yeah? Yeah. So, 
Just to confirm, I have just one minute, right? You have two minutes. If you're, if you're so impressed, <laughs> <it's trouble. laughs> Okay. Yeah, so for me, uh, to be honest, I'm not sure I've probably had like a very good experience like that. Uh, based on my background, where I'm coming from, if I don't to Nigeria, I've been to, um, to the UK. Um, well, I've always been used to working with people having to like learn a job and everything like that. And then when I first came here, I think the first uh, job that I did was like this warehouse job. I know how you work in a warehouse whereby you work for like three hours and then it looks like you've probably worked for like nine, ten hours already. And then there was this particular time I went to work and I was actually very, very tired. But man, I needed the money and I, like, I didn't really have anything. And that, com- that particular company pays us like weekly. And the um, line manager there was also a very black person. So that's the point of that sometimes you might even be working with a black person and sometimes it's even these black people that they won't still do you. Although this, this particular person was not a Nigerian, I think he was a um, Jamaican or something. And then I was very tired that day. And then I decided to just go to the toilet. So you know how people go to the toilet, just stay, stay in the toilet. Obviously, they're tired and then they don't want to work at all again. So just go there, just go and rest or something. I knew that this particular guy has like, been targeting me. He has been trying to pick up on me and everything. So, it's so I stayed there for 15 minutes. I stayed I was Is it better now? Oh, it's actually better now. Yes, okay. You can talk. Oh, okay. So, um, I said, so this particular time I went to the toilet and then the guy just came and said, um, you've been in the toilet for 15 minutes, you've not moved your leg or anything, you've just been in one position, how come you're using the toilet? And I was like, "Uh, why would this guy be talking to me like this? Someone who I know that from the way he even looked in the first place, the guy didn't even go to school or something. And I was like, okay, I'm doing my master's and everything. And, and I should not even be here in the first place. So I just told the guy, I'm not working again. I'm going back home. And then the guy was surprised. Like, uh, like I'm particularly sure that they probably not seen anybody. I'll just say, he's not working again, like in the middle of the night. So that night, 1 a.m., I just told the guy, I'm not working again. I'm going home. I just resigned. And they were calling me the next day, asking me if I was going to come, going to, come to work. I said, no. I'm not going to come to work because for that particular night, like I couldn't take that particular insult and everything. And how the guy was just harassing me just because I went to the toilet. So it was just a very crazy thing for me. But well, it's all good though. I'm in a better space right now, though. So and I think I'm I'm doing well for myself. Oh, uh, thank God you're doing well for yourself now. I think I think th- th- this experience is. It, it's, it's something that happens to a lot of people, you know. 
I, I also remember a time where I literally got to got to a shift, got around for a shift, and they gave me the job of a kitchen porter. I was working that day at the Cheltenham race course, and you trust me, you don't want to know what the number of plates you're going to wash at the race course. Oh my god! And because I I I have had an experience with that before, not just an experience. I've had experiences washing plates. I got there and they told me, "I'm sorry, we can't change it, mate." I'm like, "Hold on, who's mate?" This is not what we even agreed in the first place. You told me I was going to come for a bad shift. You're giving me please. They said, well, if you can't do it, then we have to leave you, drop you and get some. I said, please drop me. And immediately I turned home. Like, and it was so funny because that day was um, a bank holiday. Like, I turned home straight. I'm like, I'm not going to do this shit. Not today, please. So I think it's, it's something that a lot of people can actually relate to. I also remember one time where I went to work somewhere very, very far, hours away. Like, we were literally transported down there. And when we got there, I realized that we were supposed to do the, um, what's it called? Take the dishes and stuff from the tables. And there was this particular table I went to to pack the plates. And they messed up. You know when they have these cakes and all these puddings in the plates? And they messed up the plates so badly in a way that the, the ice cream and the puddings were dripping off. It was so irritating. And the moment I got to this table... I kid you not, I started shedding tears. I shed tears because I was like, oh my God, am I the one packing food after the after people? I shed I shed a tear there instantly. And the worst part was they were like turning me around. Oh, this guy did it. He did it. No, oh, yours is worse, mate. I'm like, are you in my mouth? Are you people mad? But now, we're not really where we want to be, Sha, but we thank God that we're not where we are coming from. With that being said, um, our next speaker is Mega. Mega. Hi guys. You have three minutes, please. Um, okay, let me just like keep this short. Um, from someone that has um the background in finance and works in a bank in Nigeria, moving here was not like working at okay, moving here was not like a bit um stressful for me because I've been used to like working, waking up very early, as early as four AM, catching the bus, third mainland traffic and everything, getting to Marina, you close late. Before you even leave Lagos Island, you're already eight, before you get on the bridge and everything. So the first job I got in the UK was uh, with um I think one of the one train companies. So I work as um the customer service representative there. So lucky enough, um I got the opportunity because the previous job I did, we didn't have this flexibility of walking around because you know when you work in a bank now, you stay from morning to you close, you don't even see the sun outside. So getting a job at the train station here whereby you get to see the things happening, you get to see people, you meet people, you have conversation and all. So I was quite happy I was doing good for myself. But I have a friend here and he was telling me that the job is not good for me. I'm like, don't tell me what I like now. I'm seeing like prospects in this job and everything. So the guy was telling me that he knows what he's saying. One of the sad moments was sometimes I have to like get shift from um, in Tombridge Wells. It's a bit far, it's like outside London. So we get opportunities like a board train from London Bridge outside free of charge. So there was a day I had to like walk from, because I stay around um, Clapham day. So I had to walk from Clapham to the junction. It takes like 30 minutes if I take a walk. But if I take a bus, it's like maybe 10, 15 minutes. But the thing is, sometimes when they give you shift in the train station, you have to get there around maybe 6 o'clock. 
So for me to get outside London by six, that means I have to wake up around three or four. Sometimes when I wake up, my friend sees me and I'm like, what's really happening? Where am I going to? I tell him that I'm going to work because I practically spent all the money I came to the UK. So I just have to like keep myself going with something, just like save up some money and get some things done. So sometimes he looks at me and I be like, what is this guy saying? He's like, I was having this feeling that maybe you don't want me to survive or maybe you want me to get something to get something I was not really seeing the picture he was saying because I was used to all this 4 a.m. wake up in Lagos and I wake up 4 a.m. You get to maybe like 12, the next day you keep going. So for myself, I think I was hard working. But it made me realize that you don't have to like work hard. It's just like getting a job that fits in for what you really like and having fun doing the job. So working outside London, you go to the station, you do the work, because then they were having some like real replacement. So when we go outside London, then we like we tend to work as the um, station manager, like they give us numbers of trains that are working, like we feel the course then. So that's all what I saw and I felt I was working. There was a day I had to like trek. So during winter it was fucking cold. And I was looking at myself, I was asking myself that what am I doing outside at 430? Whereby there are some scenarios whereby police have to stop me, ask me where I'm going to, I show them my ID card. Like, explain to me to go out. I be like, I explain to them that where I'm staying is fine, everything. So they made me understand that instead of me working outside London, I can practically like check my country where I stay online and check for jobs within the place I stay. And this is how I found out this opportunity. So I was able to like sit down one day. Um, and... Mega. Thank you very much. Uh, we, we, I'm sorry I have to cut you short now. Sorry I have to cut you short. But if we have time, I'll come back to you to complete your story. Just give us some time to talk about the speakers. And the next person on our speaker session is going to be Obaf Sheffield. Obaf Sheffield. Uh, Three minutes. Good evening, everyone. Can you hear me? Yeah, good evening, my brother. Loud and clear. Yeah. So, yeah, good evening, everyone. So, my only experience that I, I barely shared was in 2021 when I was working I was working with this particular agency and she she has always been giving me good shit or um, whenever she gives me shit that are bad they are like bad you know when when you enjoy the good shit that when she gives you shit that's advice is bad so she gave me one particular shift, one bank holiday time. So it was like four holidays at the stretch. So I was supposed to go there and spend four days. And um, on getting there, me in reality, I, I could be dramatic, you know. So on getting there, the first thing I noticed was that the home I was working was sharing a fence with the cemetery. And in my head, I was like, shift you later, look up. Then when I got there, um, I tried to like, I knocked the door trying to see who was in and all. And in less than two minutes, I could feel someone was standing right behind me. Apparently, it was the service shoes I was going to work with. This lady was, I think she was about six, 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 three tall. And uh, before, I could knew, before I could know anything, the lady held my belt and was going to like drag me inside. I was like, come with me, come with you, visit Bowels, heavy shoes, right? <laughs> and um, the support workers, you know, behind were just telling me, oh, control the mood, beat I don't even know her name, how are you telling me to control the mood? If I shall need this guy held my balls and was like dragging me inside, and 
at some point she was like, Oh, if you know you're not coming with me, then fuck off. And Mama, you said I should fuck off. You're holding my balls. Leave me alone now. So I I was really in pain. She pushed me out of the out of the place and all of that. Um one racist maybe their staff or manager asked you I called the police and I was like, there is somebody here, blah 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 blah. Before I actually knew what was happening. My they had called my agency and you know this we book it now that they meant my agency called me, started abusing, like was being abusive and all of that. I just got home. I could not handle myself. My housemate was like, just call the police that you have been sexually harassed. And that was what I did next. The finding is they came to me, the police came, they took statements and all of that, all of, all of that. Then after like a few times they called me again and the next thing is oh Okay, yeah, let me just close it. The next thing was that they offered me hundred pounds for Mama Binu for being sexually harassed. Wow. Oh, yeah. So you make money on top of your harassment. Nice one, comrade. No, I was able to chat. No, no, no. I was able to pull through not with the hundred pounds, but they set with me with two thousand five eventually because I went through one of my cousins like that, like that, like that. We wrote statement different different ones at all. And for like I think December 2021, I really didn't work because I was just enjoying money from my sufferness and my boss. That was they gave you 2,500. Yeah, they eventually said it was Wow. Yeah, we went through. We have a I like to more. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, about Sheffield. Well, that is, a, that is a new one. You would have gotten more anyways if you had um, pressed on for. Yeah, you would have gotten more. Those are the case. Because I, yeah, I think the reputation would have TSD. I mean. <laughs> well, that is also that that will also come in play as well if you're making a claim. Well, let's move on from about Sheffield because of time. About Sheffield, I'm sorry, we have to move on. But if we have time, I will come back to you, please. And let's move on to Uluwafemi, please. Hi, good evening, everybody. I don't know if you guys. So, have three minutes. Can you guys hear me? Oh, okay, clever. awesome. All right. Uh, just to kind of like, you know, share my own experiences and what's not. And uh, that's that I worked in like uh, two different organizations in Nigeria before moving to the UK. And one of the things I discovered was that you need to understand the yardstick of measurements of what exactly it is they are looking for. That is going to ensure that you keep getting the raise, you keep getting the promotion and everything. So, for example, in my first job, then, basically, for you to get promoted, you had to be that. You had to be visible to your line manager or thereabouts. They had to know that, yes, this person was doing the work, he was doing this, he was doing that. It was basically, you had tickets. Tickets comes in, service now, you resolve it, yada, yada, yada. And in the second situation where I was like a consultant and whatnot, it was kind of like relation with the clients you were handling. It was kind of like a uh, cybersecurity job where you had to liaise with a bunch of random clients, fintechs and whatnot. And sometimes it's not about the fact that uh, you're doing the job or you're capable enough, obviously. You being capable, you being you being extremely good at it, isn't always that enough. 
your relationship with that client matters. In a situation where you have good rapport with, uh, you know, the employees of people working in that department, you had good rapport with them, you guys were always, uh, the meeting and whatever you had with them were always going well. So it still comes back to understand where you are working. What's their own KPI? What's like the fastest thing for them to figure out how you get promoted pretty much. I think that's just my own contribution. Thank you. Um, Flo, you have the mic. Uncle Flo. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't start. Make this man now come out, mute a mic or something. Can you hear me now? Is he echoing? Oh, okay. uh, you know what? Just call on someone else while she sorts out. Um, I've removed her from this speaker session. Oh, thank you. Um, I think I've heard a lot of people say what I was going to say before. One of the things I'll say is speak up. I remember when I was working in the warehouse, I always, I always go there just keep to myself and do things. And one of my my shift manager one day asked me that, why are you always quiet and everything? So I told her my background, my work experience and everything. And she was shocked. And funny enough, since that day that I said that, I noticed that she started giving me more, the kind of work that had more sense, not so these errand works and everything. And so when an opening came up in the company, it's Poundland, basically. An opening came up in Poundland in the finance department, she kept pushing me forward for it. Though then they mad, they wanted to be paying me shift payment for uh, professional work. So I, I thought, in fact, she was one of you could have turned it down on my behalf that she's not going to allow that happen on her watch. And when I left, she was one of the people that was very happy about it. Then when I got, fortunately for me, I've worked, I've, I had worked in a multinational organization before in Nigeria, and I understand the work culture moving ahead. And this is my new job. The whole work culture of talk to your partner to your colleagues across all functions teams and everything interact with them and my office is kind of office where they always want to there's always a training every week even me i don't tire those the training they want you to know what team a is doing how it applies to team b c d like basically know everything about the business so it's something i was already used to but for me coming here um I understand that um, the lot of things that we put value on in Nigeria doesn't really work here. You do your work and um, your company is ready to support you. That's something that I don't really think is a big thing in Nigeria where they are picking one or two people to train in a department of maybe like 20, 30 people. But here, they, they are training everybody and it's something that I've enjoyed so far. Um, so that's just it. Okay, thank you very much, Flo. Thank you very much, Flo. Um, I think from these conversations we've had today, you you realize that the experiences you've had and the experiences we're having, they're, they're all similar. There is no one with a different experience. The most important thing, I think, one of the getaway I've gotten from the whole conversation today is the fact that there, was, there have been perseverance and the faith and belief that, yeah, keep going on. Um, some stories have also told us how not to accept discrimination in the workplace. I mean, above Sheffield ended up getting 2,500. Even if he would have gotten more, that's still better. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the unspoken, 
at the end of the day, we have different experiences. We are we are not um, going to take anyone lightly. Everyone has their experiences. And we're so happy that we're all able to tune in today to meet us for just 90 minutes. Just as we've said last week and just as we are going to say again today, at the end of the space, you will also have access to the recordings of the space. And for those of you that are not yet aware, we are going to stop this by 10 o'clock on the dots. And the spaces, the recordings are also, you can assess them through a podcast as well. Uh, I think and I believe David will be able to drop the links to the podcasts at the end of the space. Please join us again sometime, same time next week, 8.30 p.m. It's just 90 minutes. And the host today was General Faye, myself, my humble self, Lacey, and Legal Fantasy, Cindy. We are very happy to have you, and we hope you're going to join us again next week. Thank you very much. And before I go, yeah, I think I, I can see David in the space. He came in late, but I can see his presence here. Um, Wolf said he was going to come in to join us and speak with us, but he did, he was unable to make it. So, yeah, I just recognizing their presence. So, thank you very much, everybody. Good night. And have a nice week ahead. Thank you.